Fine, you give them a all the way in the bottom. My chashmal, what is chashmal? Amar Rabbi Huda. Chayas eish memalalavis. It means, actually, different malachim. Chayas, which are on fire, and they're talking. Chash, mal. Uh, it's actually ches, shin, mal. So ches is chayas, shin is eish, and mal is memalalavis. So, that doesn't sound so scary, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's just uh, that this is the Pasha translation. Because if you want to read the Psukim, you just want to know what it's saying, this is, this is the Pasha translation. Sometimes they're quiet and sometimes they talk. When the speaks, they're quiet. When Hashem is not talking, they are speaking, which I imagine means they're saying praises of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, the highest run back and forth. This is also part of the Mason Recover. They run back and forth. So, Pasha, you translate this to mean they run back and forth and it's as quick as lightning. What does it mean that they run back and forth? So, Rashi says over here, look at Tap Rashi, he gives a little bit of an explanation. Where are they running? They extend their heads above the rakia, which is above their heads, and then they bring it back down, because of the awe of the shechina, they do that quickly. And it's similar to the, the extension and distension of a, of, a, of, a, of a flame that's flickering from a bazak. Now, Okay, I don't know if we're supposed to speculate about this, but why do you think they're doing that? Why are they going up if they have to run back down? And, yeah. They want to see what's up. Curiosity? What's yeah, right? I mean, if you were that <laughs> close. I don't think it's curiosity. <laughs> if you could, would you do it if you could? Curiosity is a yeah. uh, human trait, well? Uh huh. Assuming you go up in the air, you come back down, you go up in the air. No, I think that's the idea. It's a, as this week's parasha yeah. as well, another in this week's parasha. Uh, everybody had a certain gvul, right? Where they could come up to Arsina. Why do they go up till that gvul? Because that's where they wanted to be. They wanted to be as close to Shekhin as possible. They couldn't. But I'm saying there was another, you want to go as close as you can because you want to get as close to Shekhin as possible. And then you can't handle it, so they go back. Mm-hmm. It's like the fire that flickers out of a, of a Kivshan. It's a. Um, Is that in English? Kivshan? Furnace? Furnace, yes. My Kamara Habazok, what does it mean? It's like. Uh, so uh, that was Ratzivishayim, I'm sorry. That's, that's Ratzivishayim. My Kamara Habazok, what does it mean? It has the appearance of a Bazok. It has the appearance of the fire that comes from between the shards of pottery. So Rashi explains here that that is a description of its appearance, not just of its movement. Rashi says, the, the practice of uh, people that are purifying gold is they make holes in pottery and they put it on top of the coal. That uh, gold is there, and there is also crushed up uh, shards of, of brick. And then there is these flickers that go flame that go above the holes. Who also gabnin gabnin, and it's uh, many different colors. And it also goes in and out. So Rashi, the first half is who also gabnin gabnin makes sense. Kamari abazok, where it's describing the way it looks, and it's very multicolored flame. The Talmud Yisav Nichnas is la Ratzav but that's not really what he's coming to explain over here. So I'm sure, Rashi adds that 
Um, so I don't know. It's puzzling. Okay. So that's that. So they have the Mareya Bozok and the Ratsubishan. That's the kind. Basically, it's like fire. Different forms of fire. It, it just uh, speaking about the beam is uh, purifying gold. Uh, I was under the impression you purify gold just by cooking it up, no? And then it separates from the impurities and they pour it off. Like they, that's the way they purify everything, right? I, I never thought You're not in the business? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they put it on coals. Yeah. That sounds very counterproductive. Yeah, right? That sounds like it's going to get a lot more impurities yeah. in it. So I don't know. Okay. Gotta, they do this, soften it up, and then, they, I don't know. Yeah. Gold, gold has a very low boiling, very low melting point. Um, okay. Vaira. Vihine, Ruach, Sa'ara, Bam, and Atzafen. There's a, a tempest coming from the north. The Anango, now, you think we're. we're um, where was Yechaskel? Yechaskel was in Bavel. Bavel was north, um, north east of Eretz Yisrael. It's northeast of Eretz Yisrael, right? So Iraq is northeast of Eretz Yisrael. So he was northeast already, and he was seeing a tempest coming from the north, which is even further north than where he was. So Vehirahine Sirusa Arabam and Atzafen. Anan Gadol, a huge cloud. Ve'eshem was Kachas, and there's fire flickering. Ve'negel Esavav, and it's glowing. Um, which direction was this this uh, Sa'ara, this tempest going? Now, Rashi explains that when it says Minat Safin, it doesn't mean more Safin than he was. Minat Safin means in, in the world, uh, in, in relation to Eretz Yisrael. So it meant it was coming from Baba. So where was this tempest going? It was going to conquer the whole world under the feet of Nebuchadnezzar Rasha. Why would HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, see to it that the whole world should be under the, the reign of Nebuchadnezzar? So that the nations of the world shouldn't say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave up his uh, children to the hands of a lowly nation. That would be, I guess, a Chil Hashem. I mean, it is a Chil Hashem already, right? The fact that a nation is uh, conquering Eretz Yisrael, destroying the base of Mikdash. But at least it won't be a loser. It's a level of, of uh, even that is a level of Kiddush Hashem. It took the strongest ruler in the world to be able to conquer the base of Mikdash. Um, and now who put me into this position that I have to service these uh, it's the sins of Klai Yisrael that put me in this position that I was forced to do this in order to save Klai Yisrael and bring them retribution so this is always an important thing to know that when a person is Averis uh, what they cause a Kaddish Baruch to do is also held against you <laughs> In other words, a person does a sin, and because of that, a Baruch has to bring retribution. And when he brings retribution, it causes uh, collateral damage, right? As this did, caused tremendous collateral damage, and that itself is held against us because we're responsible for creating Kiddush Hashem in the world. It's our job, and when we don't, then the opposite happens, and, and then we're responsible for that. I saw the chayes. There was one oifan that's a Literally, it's a wheel, but it was a malach that's in the form of a wheel. And it's near the, the these chayes. And Amr Abba Lazar, malach echad. It was it's one angel who oibed ba'aretz. He stands on the land. And his head reaches the chayes, which is um, 
as we learned on the previous Amud, quite some distance from that. So a couple of five hundreds, I don't remember how many. But I see Tatana, he has a name, Sandalfan Shemai Hagvaya Mechaverov, who's higher than all the other Ifanim, um, I guess, because since we're talking about Ifanim here. So he's higher than all the other Ifanim. Um, again, that's like the magic number here. I'm sorry. 500 years. He stands beyond the and he attaches crowns for his master. Which part don't you understand? Wait, which part do you understand? Go ahead. I know. Well, he is 500 Amashana higher than his friends. His friends reach the Ragley Chais, I believe, right? Did I remember that right? No, he's an Eifel. But we had that yesterday, right? Well, yesterday was... Wait. Uh, no. They found him weren't listed here. They, we just went through the whole Chais. Each part of the Chais is another 500 or whatever. Uh, so I'm not sure where they find him fit into this story. They're in the seventh. Well, that was everybody, so that was didn't kind of work that well. I don't know where they found him fit into that. No, I, I know that they all start there, and then, then, then we saw the chayis are significantly larger than just the seventh heaven, right? They 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 have a couple of five hundred years worth above the seventh heaven. So I'm not sure where the I found him fit in. Because this one starts at the, the earth, though, so you have to have Does it. Does he? Just said, but you just, you just it, it's the earth. Oh, Ba'aretz. Well, it doesn't mean Aretz. Literally, Eitz Al-Chayis. Ba'aretz Eitz al so whatever that means. Whatever, whatever land was. Whatever we're calling land. Or it just means currently when the, maybe when the, what do you call it, was moving. The, the, the Merkava was moving, it's different. I'm not sure. Like I said. First, tell me what you do understand here, and then we'll <laughs> take it from there. And I, I'm not, I don't, obviously don't know what Kesher Kesaram Bukhaina means. Um, a Kesar. Kesar to his creator. Yeah, Kesaram usually means um, a Kesar is is, a, is is one is a knife of Kedush Hashem. Meaning to say, we can get, we can be machtir Hakadosh Baruch Hu. When you crown a king, is when you give him reign, when you give him dominion. So that's something that uh, humans can do. Um, I guess Malachim do it too. I'm not sure what that means. Okay, what does it mean that by Matan Torah each one of us got two crowns? What were we ruling over? Think about that. Okay, you get a crown. That means you're ruling something, right? Any v'haksiv baruch kvayd Hashem mimukaymai. So they, they have to bless Hashem from wherever He is. Obviously, they don't know where they don't know where He is because Rafa's position is hidden. So how could He be? I guess Kaishuk Sharm to Kainit the Amar Shem Ataga. So the Teretz is He has a uh, He has He has a delivery system. He says uh, Shem Shemaim on the on the the crown and it goes on its way. Okay, Amar Rava Kol Shuroi Cheskel. Everything that Yechezkel saw, Yeshaya also saw. 
Now, in Yeshaya, there's also a Shtikl Maisa Makava, but it's not as explicit as the one in Yechaskal. You might be very familiar with the, the Maisa Makava of Yishai because we say it all the time. It's Kiddushah. And that was his whole description of it. So why was it that Yechaskal went into such detail and Yishai didn't? He sees the king. It's a big deal. He doesn't get to see the king once in his lifetime. And he remembers every detail. And he makes a big... He tells all his friends and his children and grandchildren the whole, the whole picture of what it looked like the Merkava. Someone who, uh, who, who, who sees the king all the time and he sees him with his procession. He wasn't so impressed. So he didn't make such a big um, production out of it. Fascinating. Tyson says a little differently. Tyson says the Ben Kfar, no one's going to believe him unless he goes into great detail. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, uh, no one believed that, that Yechaskel saw the Maizim Makava over there in, in Baba. So he had, to, he had to prove it. Um, yeah, that's Rashi and Tyson. Next. Amarash Lakish. Uh, I'll praise Hashem. This is last week's parsha because he um, he he was he tri- triumphed. He was greater. Uh, no, guy, guy. How do I translate it in English? He exalted. He was more exalted. It's a verb. It's like he was exalted over. Ga'ai, ga'ai. It's I don't know word in English for it. He exalted. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guy, guy. Shira uh, Lami, we're giving praise to the one who is Mizgal Ageim, who is uh, able to be more elevated than the ones who are already elevated, meaning that Baruch Hu is higher than the Malach. Ari, the king of animals is the Ari. Now, what does that mean, by the way? Is this a figurative thing or is this a literal thing? According to all the Madrashim and the fables, he's, yeah, it's a literal thing. Forest, he's actually yeah. king of the forest, the king of the jungle, actually. Okay. Um, but what's interesting is, is that even on a, in a literal sense, uh, a, a lion actually has no fear. It's a fascinating thing. Fear. Because there's no predator. So a, a lion is a... It doesn't know to be scared. It's a, it's a fascinating thing. From humans, from anything. anything lion is just not scared. So in that way, it's... It demonstrates a, a midah of a mel. Mel Shabbat is sharp. Mel Shabbat is nesher. The king of the the birds is a nesher. What's a nesher? What? Confident sharp. This is pasha. Is it what? Eagle, eagle. Everybody's saying it's an eagle. It's actually a vulture. <laughs> yeah, truth is a vulture. Yeah, even though it does sound like vultures, everybody looks down on vultures. It's a, but vultures are, are, are much more majestic than eagles, as it happens. The, yeah, the biggest wingspan, the largest birds in the world are vultures, not, uh, not eagles. But the pastus, it's a vulture. That's, 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 uh, if you look, look at the swarm that discusses it, it's more mistaba that it's a vulture than, than an eagle. But tra- we typically translate it as an eagle. Especially nowadays, it's more... Uh, more of an acclaimed animal. In America, especially. Yeah, yeah, vultures are like nasty, nasty right. things. A lot of eagles do the same thing vultures do. A lot of eagles are carrion eaters also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're nothing specifically bad about a vulture. All right. And uh, a person is better, is more, has gaiva over them. 
Fine. Kasav Echad Aimer, one Pasuk says, and again, going back to the Chayis, Dmus Pneihem, Pnei Adam, Upnei Aryeh, Al HaYamin, Larbatam, Upnei Shara Mehasmol, Larbatan. So one Pasuk says that the, for, the, vision, the form of their faces, they have a face of a man, a face of a lion to the right and of, of the four, that they have four faces. Upnei Shara Mehasmol, Larbatam, and the, the, they have a face of a... Um, of an ox down the left. There's four faces per. One face is the face of a baby. The second face is the face of a man, a human. The third is a lion, and the fourth is a uh, eagle, whatever. A bird, and somehow the ox got left out here. What happened to the ox? So, And he changed the ox face to a baby face. Let the one who is really saying, uh, who is prosecuting Klaistral because the ox uh, brings the remembrance of the Egel. So we don't want to do that. So, so therefore, he davened. He should have the vision. He should have the form of a child, and it should be a senega. Why are you shy? Why are you Very good question. Don't know. My kruv. What's a kruv? Karavia, a child. currently They call a child a ravia. So that's pretty awesome. He changed the faces of all the chayes with a tefillah. That's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, yeah, that's that's an impressive thing to do. Now, if you look in the psukim over there in Rashi, it says that they have uh, six wings, right? They have wings to cover their face, so they shouldn't look at the shechina. They have wings that they fly with. No, more than that, they have wings that they cover their body, and then there's wings they fly with. Whatever, there's another set of wings. Six, eight, uh, I'm losing count. But there was mm-hmm. six, seems to remember six. And two, their, their feet are reglam regular eagle. Their feet were hooves. And then they had um, wings to cover their feet. Rashi says not to be mazikir the cheta eagle. So there was already, there were safeguards already in place to prevent. I don't know. But. The feet were were covered, and the face got changed. Um, difficult to understand all this. This also, the whole symbolism of it. Uh, okay. In uh, in in mythology or in whatever, all other cultures, uh, hooved feet is always representative of the, the evil side of things. But, but that's what the Malachim's feet are. Fine, let's move on. Um, it says, One is the face of a Kruv, and Why are we counting this as four different faces? What's the difference between a Kruv and an Adam? So, a child's face and an adult face, large and a small face. Fine. One passage says they have six wings per. So it says they have four faces and four wings. So is it four wings or is it six wings? 
One is during the time the base of Mikdash was kind of at six wings, and when the base of Mikdash is not kind, it is only four wings. So the Kibiachon is Nismat to Kanfa Achayis. It was Nismat. Chaimin Ayim Imit, which ones are the ones that. Uh, that got lost. The ones that they utilize to be able to say shira. I don't know why they need wings to say shira, but um, apparently they play a role in the shira. So, it says one pasik that with two of their wings they fly. And then when they fly, they say, call out to each other, and they say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. Because of Echad says, If you blink your eyes, you won't see it anymore. So I guess we make a Gzair Shabbat to say that those Yaifif ones are the ones that disappeared, and therefore they can't elevate themselves to be able to say um, Kedusha. So just the Karazel and the that the wings to each other? No, the Melachim to each other. But I guess they needed to elevate themselves. Which makes more sense, the whole thing makes more sense if it's the wings. Right? It was what? The wings, perfectly said the wings are singing, and now we're saying that they're... I don't think the wings are singing. I didn't, it makes sense to begin with. I think it, it made this makes more sense. They need to elevate themselves to be able to praise. So if they can't, they don't. It's spanning over two pursuits. So, so like, it has... It's two, it is two different pursuits by now. So, so it's, it's, it's a, a draft. It's a draft. Yeah, it's a draft. Sorry, <laughs> can't help you. Uh, there's a famous gra about this. The gra says that um, is it in shakras or muscle? He says like this, we say, um, the, what do the Malachim say? The Malachim say, right? So he says, each one of those is connected a wing. Baruch Shem are the top two wings, the two wings they fly with, are the wings are around their feet. And he says, the two wings that they fly with were removed. That's how we say in Musa, Return the Kuwait Machosla, those two wings, which means rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. That's what he says. Okay. Um, Where are we here? Uh, Rabban and Amri, it's a different two. Aisan Shemachasas ben Raglaim, the ones that cover their feet. Shenema Raglaim, Regal Yeshara, their feet are together. That's why we keep our feet together when we daven in Shemana Esrei. Ve'ilav the Imit, Mena Havayada, 
And if not that those, those uh, wings were removed, how would he know what their feet look like? They're covering their feet. So maybe they got uncovered and he saw. You're going to say the, the wings on their face also were removed. How else did he see their face? It must be that they moved the wings so he were able to see. So it's not a proof. The face, it makes sense. They would uncover it when they're facing a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But Kare, the feet, there would be no reason for them to uncover their feet in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So it must be that those are ones that got removed. So far, so good? Okay. There are thousands, thousand thousands, or thousand thousands, that serve him, Riba Rivavan Kadamai, and the tens of thousands in front of him, Yukumun, that stand in front of him. Could you even count his uh, his servants? Uh, so one sounds like you could count, the other one sounds like you can't. They were uncountable. The host of heaven was uh, diminished. Tanya, Rabbi Aimer, Misham Abu Yosef ben Dusoy, Elif Alaf and Misham Meshune, thousands are serve him is Misper Gedud Echad. That just is the amount of one troop. Well, Gedud of Misper, and then his troops don't have any count. So there is a countless amount of troops, but each troop has has a finite amount. Um, so you wonder what the significance of that is. But okay, Rabbi Yirmi Rabbi Omar El Falafin Shemshunul and Hardinor. That there are thousands that serve him just means they serve the Hardinor. The Hardinor is a uh, also a spiritual river. Shenamar Nahardino Nafik Nagad Vinafik Min Kadamahi. Nahardino was went and flowed from in front of him. El Falafin Shemshune, and there are thousands that serve him. Rabbi Rabbi Kadamahi and tens of thousands in front of him. The Yakumun. What creates Nahardinar? Mehecha Nafik. What creates the, this Nahardinar? Mizyosan Shalchayas, from the sweat of the Chayas. Ulafikach Shafik. And that's why it pours off. Okay, all spiritual concepts. Ulahechem Shafik, I'm sorry. Where does it go to? Amarav Zutra Baratuvi, Amarav Al Roshay Rishoyim Begehanim. It pours down onto the heads of the Rishoyim Begehanim. That must hurt. So there's Saras Hashem, there's a tempest from Hashem. Chema Yatza's anger goes out with Sar, and this tempest is Mischoilel, it settles on Rosh Rishon Michal, it settles on the heads of Rishon. Ravacha Be'akav Amar al Asher Kumtu. So Rashi says, Al Tuf Tuf Kuf Ayin Dalad Deris. The 974 generations that removed from the world up till Mount Baron, and he chose chose not to just to create them at all. and he placed them in Gehenna. and on them it falls. It gets poured on top of them. So kumtu means they were they were uh, quashed from being created. So Darash was explaining they weren't created and the Nahar falls on their their foundation. Funny confusing that. Let's hear it. That's not what these are. These are previous what would have lived before Adam. 
They're quite different. They are. They actually are. They actually are, yeah. There is a one Tzvaris Yisrael, which is a highly controversial Tzvaris Yisrael. And they got a lot of flack for it. But he wrote the Tzvaris Yisrael Mishnayis. Tzvaris Yisrael Mishnayis. And on the bottom of the Upper Boys Mishnayis, there's a purish called Tzvaris Yisrael. He lived about 200 years ago. Uh, he was, you know, he lived in Amsterdam. He was a Gadol one of the Gadol and he wrote this tremendous piece. But he wrote a couple of, uh, very few, something very controversial. One specula- speculation he had was that all the fossils that they're finding are maybe remnants of these tough, tough Kofayin there in general. Speculation. I mean, the reason why they, that they had a problem with it is because that's not, I mean, whatever. Because they had a problem. It <laughs> doesn't need that much explanation. What? Oh, where does it come from? Is it, no, it must, it must come from somewhere, right? Uh, it's a, is it a... It must be a... What do you call it? Yeah, that's the... Right, right. She says, because... Um, because Hakadosh Baruch really wanted to give the Torah the Davar Tzivu Elav Dar, passing into Hashem. Hashem really wanted to give it after a thousand generations, and at the end it only ended up being after twenty-six generations. So that means it's nine hundred seventy-four. Okay, excellent. Let's see uh, some of the Rashi's, and then we'll call it a we'll call it a daf. <laughs> Let's see Rashi here. Uh, we're up to the Rashi Dibra Masko. It was coming from Babel that's in the north. From the north will come the evil. Now, I always found this amazing that every time the, the Gemara talks about this, where is Babel? Oh, Babel's in the north. How do we know? This is this Gemara, there's a few different places the Gemara does it. And I always scratch my head on that and say, Babel's in the north. Because it's in the north. That's where it is. Because <laughs> that's where it is. They knew where it was. They were in his head's role, or they lived in Babel. They don't need to bring a Pasuk to demonstrate where it is. Uh, so I always wondered about that. But it could be a number of reasons. First of all, it could be that they have to prove that it's referred to as north, even though maybe it's northeast, maybe. Uh, or they just want to know that when the Torah refers to the north, it means Babel. Like, that's the north. There's a lot of places where they're at. So that's the north. Maybe. Uh, why was it in Babel? When he had Now, this is important. It means like this that you learn Yeshaya, you start from Parakal. Parakal, Yeshaya, very famous Parak. Anybody know what the first Parak in Yeshaya is? We later on. Know which one? Very famous up there. I'll give you a hint. There's a Shabbos. The Shabbos named after it. It's not true. Chazayin. Chazayin. So the first parak in Yishai is Chazayin. Chazayin Yishayel. Uh, that's not where Yishai starts. In other words, as far as his Nevuah starts. The start, uh, if it would be going chronologically. The first Nevuah he had is Parak Vav. You know that because Parak Vav begins the Hashem calling out to him, do you want to, who wants to take up my, uh, my Shlichos and Yishai and says, I'll do it. And the sixth parak begins with him seeing this vision of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Merkava. That's what Ashi means. When the first time the Ruch HaKadosh ever settled on him, it's in Yeshaya Vav, Vinasa. Right? So if a person wants to start learning Yeshaya, it's not a bad idea to start from Perik Vav and then go back. But if you're going to choose a Navi to learn, don't start with Yeshaya. Some of the harder ones. Uh, Yecheskel and Yermia much easier. 
Besides the first parak and the last parak, last and like there's three parakim that describe the face of Mikdash Shlishi. That's very hard. But besides that, the the rest is much easier. It's easy reading. Well, if you want to answer all the stereos, yeah, good luck. Good luck to you. But but uh, to learning it is not it's not difficult words. Yishai is very uh, prose. It's poetic. It's very difficult to understand. Yirmiya and Yecheskel are much less. Treyaser, uh, there's some yeah and some no. My boy Hasam, Lama Halchol Abavel. Why did it go to Abavel? Rosh Hashanah. We just did this. Um, so Ella Shloichosh to fire Sakal. He didn't explain the whole thing. Shahaya Ben Malachim because he was the a Ben Malachim, the Gadol of Palton, and lived in Eretz or Ben Krach Arayas Amalech in Nivhal. He doesn't get so impressed. Ve'ena Tama, and he's not wondering. He's not in awe. Ve'ena Chosh Sabr. He doesn't talk about it. Melsha Bechayis Ari. You know, it's like all the people that ask us. Oh, see, when did you see Trump last? You know, because we live in the Silver Spring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, Sun regards. Next time we go. Melsha Bechayis Ari. Ve'elu Arbata and Bekise Vuhu Lomala Mehen. Fine. We need that your uh, chariot should be davening for us, working for us. Kateger is a sine, it's a prosecutor, Senegar is Ayev Melzeisha, someone who is your defendant. Karavia, Pne, Tinaik, Child's Face, Hainan Pne, Kruv, Hainan Pne, Adam, Mahim Pne, Kruv, Mahim Pne, Adam, Mechila, Yachada, aren't that the same thing? Aparavra, Aparazutri, Hacha Pne, Gadol, Hacha Pne, Cotton, one's big, one's small. Kamazan Shemesh Mikdash Kaim, Yemei Yishaya, Hayam Mikdash Kaim, Mechayna. When Yishaya was alive, the Mekdash Mikdash was still in place. Yemei Cheskel Karagi as much. So it wasn't actually destroyed yet. The, the Bes Mikdash was only destroyed later in Yicheskel. And towards the middle, but it already was it already was decreed its destruction. And this matter of Pemalah Shemayel, so it's Pemalah uh, Shemayel was diminished. Where was he Bible then? He was he was. What, it was, was the first the first Gallus, yeah. Gallus Yehoyachin. Ubi Shtaim Yaifei for Samachlei Those ones they use for Shira Shemikashkishoyes. We call Klanfeim. Oh, there you go. Rashi says that they make noise with their wings. That's part of the Shira. We made Daniel Daniel was already after the carbon. Af It got diminished. who That's the amount of every troop. But there is There's no no number to the troops themselves. These 974 generations that were removed. Before Matan Terrible, Braun, and they were not created. And they were placed in Gehenna. And it falls on their heads. There is also mythology. What is, oh, they call it uh, the river Sticks. Sticks? Yeah, so it's some kind of a playoff of this. Uh-huh. Okay. Mythology? Yeah. No, no, I'm well read. <laughs> the one thing they do not teach in Yeshiva. <laughs> <laughs> what is there you got to learn on your own? 